DBE Unfiltered, DBE Diverse Business Elite Magazine's premier podcast. We bring you the voices of today's renowned societal leaders and community stakeholders who contribute to making a difference talking about what they do, how they got there, and what they're thinking about in this sometimes controversial world of diversity, inclusion, and race relations. In this episode, Oh, it's extremely important because when you talk about access and opportunity uh, in those areas, Mm -hmm. a lot of times there are segments of our society that are left out and not aware of what's available to them. No stranger to DBE magazine, Otheline Lawrence graced the cover of the 2017 issue titled Diversity in Technology, Access Code Denied. For this issue, she delves deeper into why diversity equity and inclusion are integral to innovation. Tell us why you chose your course of study at Howard University and a little bit about your work in environmental science. Well, I chose the course of study at Howard University because I was originally interested in actually two career paths, one being a professional dancer or becoming a medical doctor. So I was focused on... That's an interesting combination. Yes, but you'll find a lot of people (laughs) in sciences have, like, those dual personalities. Um, Mm. Even more, they've been in a rock band or they dance. And I I suppose that's why they call it the School of Arts and Sciences. Um, So there's a natural compatible... um, correlation and synergy between the two. So I was focused mm-hmm. uh, on becoming an OBGYN doctor, and during that time, my academic path was a little bit different from most because I actually had to work my way through college. I worked three part-time jobs, was carrying a full 18-credit mm-hmm. load, uh, however, I was still able to graduate on time, and I was uh, the co-captain of the Bossy Cheerleading Squad, which was like a full-time job within itself. But I was mm-hmm. very interested in becoming a medical doctor, but because of all of those extra activities, by the time I graduated, I was exhausted. <laughs> there was not much left. <laughs> and I just ended up working in the federal government. And that pathway has actually worked very well for me. I've had a very exciting career. So how did I get to this point when Mm -hmm. I was working at a federal agency? There was a reorganization. I went in as an environmental scientist, but there was a major reorg, and I was one of the few people that they asked, where would I like 
should go within the organization, and there was a need for someone to head up the diversity program. So I mm-hmm. chose that, and it was a nice fit because I was able to use my scientific background and awareness to help promote diversity because the organization was very science and tech driven. Good. And and just piggybacking on that, um, how how important have you found diversity to be to environmental and technological innovation? Oh, it's extremely important because when you talk about access and opportunity uh, in those areas, mm-hmm. a lot of times there are segments of our society that are left out and not aware of what's available to them. And mm-hmm. you can look at medical disparities. Um, there's science and technology that's involved there. Uh, career mm-hmm. opportunities in green jobs and computer sciences and the STEM fields. So it's extremely important that we have representation across the board. Okay, and and to dig into the importance of tech to um, environmental sustainability now, looking at our sustainable development goals and all of that, how important is technological information to that aspect of sustainability? It's extremely important that there is access and opportunity for every segment of our society so that they can not only uh, be a part of the development of that um, in the workforce mm-hmm. and in research and development, but also on the receiving end, having access to those technologies and where it's affordable, uh, where the, they can actually benefit from what's been produced. Right. Okay. All right. So um, talk to us a bit about your work in establishing geothermal systems. I thought that was quite interesting um, when I read it, uh, to improve environmental evaluations and why this kind of innovation is important. Well, with geothermal systems at the federal agency that I previously worked at, I managed the National Environmental Policy Act uh, program. I was a compliance officer Mm -hmm. for that. So when we were conducting our environmental reviews and determining whether we would have an impact statement or have it categorically excluded or just do an environmental assessment, we didn't really have the size of the geothermal system quantified. It was, you know, generic information as far as size was concerned, whether it would be small, medium, or large. So I Mm -hmm. led the research and investigation on helping us determine and quantify what that actually meant so that our assessments and our evaluations were more clear and concrete and something that we could really measure and evaluate uh, better. And and how does that measurability impact policy? It impacts policy because then those who are looking to develop and implement geothermal systems, we have a better idea Mm -hmm. of what regulations are applicable based on quantifiable characteristics of the system. Okay, okay. 
and it's pretty interesting, but shifting away a little bit from that, as a matter of sustainable futures, how does the, the legacy STEM Bridges Academy, um, Academy, whose board you sit on, help in this mandate for sustainable futures? Well, the primary focus there is to ensure that there's access and opportunity for students. Uh, they mm -hmm. are given opportunities to learn and have mentorship and support throughout their academic career and to help lead them into solid uh, employment based on their STEM focus. Okay, okay. And 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 if you were to rate the success of, of that transition, that, that institution in providing like a transitionary launch pad um, over the years, uh, how would you rate it? And, and what, what perhaps would you improve as you go along? Well, I believe that it's rated relatively high because we have uh, several students who are doing extremely well in the workforce and or giving mm -hmm. back by helping support uh, legacy mm -hmm. bridges pathways after they have been established in their, their careers, and then they're passing it on mm -hmm. uh, to others. Mm -hmm. So I think one of the things that we would want to focus on is expanding our reach and building up the number of students that we have to mentor. Okay, okay. And mentorship is extremely important. We've seen that day to day. So what are some of the lessons you have learned serving as a diversity and inclusion executive, some of your most important lessons? I think the biggest lesson that I've learned that was a game changer is that mm -hmm. it's very important to tie your program and your goals into the organization's mission. Because when you're working mm -hmm. on building, uh, developing a business case and getting buy-in from executives, you really need mm -hmm. to focus on the mission and how it benefits the organization overall. Okay. And then the second would be patience and perseverance. There mm -hmm. are a lot of different levels of understanding of what diversity is and being able to navigate through those perceptions and finding how to garner the interest of those who may have some hesitancy mm -hmm. about diversity or misunderstanding about diversity. And there's a, a definite art and skill to that. Okay. And and just piggybacking on that again, uh in terms of soft skills, because what you're hinting at is, is really soft skills, what are two major lessons you've learned in terms of soft skills and success in STEM? It could be personal, it could be professional, just two major lessons. The first one that comes to mind, being able to listen and mm -hmm. hear what the other person has to say to understand their perspective. I think that that mm -hmm. is extremely important because the way I like to handle or manage uh, diversity, equity, inclusion, and belonging is from the bottom up. So looking mm -hmm. at the group or the individuals that we serve, identifying what their needs and expectations are, 
and building up a program mm-hmm. around that because it has to be something that people can relate to. And the best way to do that is to listen to what they have to say, mm-hmm. what their perceptions are, and what it is that they they expect out of a diversity program. So that's number one. Number two, what is really important is that after you listen, there have to be noticeable actions that are put in place. The worst thing you can Mm -hmm. do is listen and have it one way and then that there's no follow-up. So people respond to actions that have occurred to address and bring about resolution and change. Okay, so my next question is, um, in recent decades, there has been a push to incentivize more women into the STEM field with several national programs to support this. What then would be your advice to women and girls looking to get involved in STEM or tech? I think one of the major uh, things that need to be focused on or the areas in STEM where there isn't much female representation, for example, mm-hmm. in geology. So usually people will say, well, girls or young women are not interested in that field. But instead of just yielding to the fact that it draws more young boys and men into that area, what can we do to incentivize mm-hmm. young girls to see the benefit into going to those areas that are not well represented by females? And exposure will help with a lot of that as well. Um, exposure is very key, and then also uh, helping young girls understand what the opportunities are in going into that film mm-hmm. field. For example, when attending Howard University, I was interested in going to the medical field. However, mm-hmm. if I had a clear understanding about all the wide array of opportunities that were available to me, whether it be pharmacy, um, you know, research, or what have you, that could have broadened my horizons on the possibilities. Okay. And and in light of this, um, what what do you have a mantra or a quote that guides you, you know, in terms of just your 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 investment in diversity and inclusion, your investment in STEM, um, your dedication to that field of work? Do you have a mantra or a quote that guides you? I love Toni Morrison's uh, quote, if you are free, it is your job to free somebody. If you are in a mm. position of power, it is your job to empower somebody else. So my last question for you is what are your plans for the future? I have <laughs> such a long bucket list of things uh, mm-hmm. that I want to do. Eventually, I will retire a second time. And at that point, <laughs> I will still work in some capacity, whether it's writing books. A friend of mm-hmm. mine uh, and I, we're looking on writing a book. I already have five books in queue conceptually um, that Mm -hmm. need to be developed. I would love to travel. I think that that is the biggest and greatest educator. 
to travel mm-hmm. and live among travel. people. Agreed. Right. And mm-hmm. enjoy. I, I have a new grandson, so enjoying my grandson and family. Well, congratulations. Thank you. <laughs> and one of the things I'm focusing on with my grandchildren is for them mm-hmm. to uh, serve by leading. Because as people mm-hmm. of color, we have been conditioned to sacrifice, be loyal, and humble, and support others. And even though my children are natural leaders, for my grandchildren in particular, I want to instill in them to serve through leadership. So that they know that they have a place at the table, they um, have the capability and the wherewithal to be contributors, uh, movers and shakers. Thank you for making the time again. Okay, thank you. Thanks for listening. And remember, you can talk about making a difference, you can take action to make a difference, or you can join DBE in doing both. Until next time, stay blessed and be inspired. DBE Magazine Where excellence and exceptional